This is Katrin with Disability Rights New York. Welcome to our podcast, Empire State of Rights, closed captioned. We are here to bring you information on the most relevant topics regarding disability rights and advocacy. We'd like to give a special shout out to our follower, Darlene, for requesting today's topic on hotel shuttle accessibility. With the holidays quickly approaching, this is a very important subject to cover. A lot of people will be making hotel reservations and want to ensure that their lodging is fully accessible while visiting friends and family. We now welcome Jessica Barlow, Senior Staff Attorney here at DRNY. She's going to speak on the matter with us. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, This is a really important topic and I hope this information is helpful for our followers. Jessica, what are the accessibility requirements for a hotel shuttle service to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act or the ADA? The first thing I want to note is that the Americans with Disabilities Act is a federal anti-discrimination law, which means that these regulations apply across the entire country and not just in New York State. The ADA provides specific regulations regarding what they refer to as transportation as a convenience for customers. This category includes things like courtesy shuttles at hotels, whether the shuttle is to and from the airport or in the neighborhood around the hotel. Hotels that offer shuttle services must offer transportation services to people with disability services as well, including those people with mobility impairments that may use a wheelchair or other assistive device. Most commonly, that means the shuttle that the hotel is using has a lift or a ramp or is somehow otherwise accessible to accommodate a wheelchair. So under the ADA, if a hotel chooses not to purchase an accessible shuttle of their own, the alternative contracted service must be equivalent. Could you explain what the equivalent service rule means? So equivalent service is one that is essentially equal to the service that's offered to guests generally, but is a separate service that specifically caters to a person with disabilities and their needs. The idea of this can be tough to wrap your head around sometimes, as many people with disabilities and their advocates dislike being provided a different service than the service provided to persons without disabilities. But it's important to note that the ADA does allow for this in this instance. So if a company provides a service on demand, such as a hotel shuttle that sends a van or a bus to the airport to pick up a customer, that company can choose to own its own accessible vehicle or it can provide an equivalent service. By providing an equivalent service, the company would make alternative arrangements to provide accessible transportation to customers, such as contracting with a local taxi company that has an accessible van. The key aspect is that the service must be equivalent. If customers without disabilities can get transportation within a five minute time period, then people with disabilities must be able to get transportation just as quickly. If the shuttle service is free to guests of the hotel, the accessible service must also be free. Other things that should be considered when deciding whether the service is equivalent include things like pickup and drop-off location options and the hours of operation of the transportation service. So with the holidays fastly approaching, there's going to be a larger number of people who will be making hotel reservations, who will be traveling and spending more time in hotels where they may be overrun and need to uh, find alternative services for all of their guests. So would this alternative service based on volume also need to meet these requirements? Yes, and that's actually something that we see a lot of and one of the most common ways that hotels are not meeting the ADA's requirements For example, a hotel may normally run one courtesy shuttle, but during busier times of years, like the holidays, they may choose to run two or three shuttles with only one of those shuttles being accessible. 
that would mean that a person with a disability who's waiting at the airport for a shuttle, for example, would need to wait through one, two, three shuttle cycles before being able to get transportation, while a person without a disability would be able to just hop on to the first shuttle that comes by. So in a hypothetical situation where there may be a complaint that needs to be made about an alternate shuttle service that the hotel is using, who would the responsibility go to? Would it be the hotel or would it be the service that the person, the hotel is contracting with? So the ultimate responsibility of having a reliable service is going to come from the hotel. And so if, if they're finding that regularly, maybe the company they're contracting with is not meeting the contracting requirements and being responsive, then it would be the hotel's responsibility to either purchase their own accessible vehicle or find someone else to contract with. So if a hotel does not meet the AD requirements, just as we discussed, what steps should someone take to address the violation? Our first recommendation in almost any situation involving an ADA violation is to contact the other party directly. So in this instance, we would recommend that you contact the hotel directly and express your concerns. The ADA is a complicated law, and sometimes a failure to comply with it is the result of ignorance and not malice. Explain that you're aware of the requirements for transportation under the ADA and ask what can be done to rectify the issue. If you haven't stayed at the hotel yet, this provides the management an opportunity to arrange equivalent service for you. If you've already been deprived of services, especially if you paid out of pocket for some other type of transportation, this gives the hotel management an opportunity to reimburse you, which you're likely entitled to by law, and also offer other compensation to make up for the error. I recommend corresponding with the hotel via email if possible, because it's always helpful to have a written record of this type of communication. And Jessica, you just touched on this a little bit. Would it be appropriate for a guest to contact the hotel prior to their stay and let them know what their needs are ahead of time to make sure that their needs are met? Absolutely. We always recommend if if anyone has any type of accommodation needs, we recommend reaching out to the business, in this case the hotel, directly to make sure that their needs can be met. And again, give the opportunity to provide that information to the hotel management in case they're not aware of their responsibilities under the ADA. So who can people contact if the hotel fails to recognize their ADA violation? If reaching out to the hotel doesn't work, you can file an administrative complaint with the Department of Justice. This type of complaint process is designed to be navigated without an attorney and should only take a few minutes. You could also file a similar complaint with either the New York State Division of Human Rights or the New York City Commission on Human Rights, depending on where you live. Complaints like these can help the Department of Justice or other administrative agencies in building a case. You can also contact Disability Rights New York. We may be able to assist you in seeking compensation from the hotel where you experience the issue and with making sure the hotel has an appropriate plan to serve people with disabilities moving forward. Those are great resources, Jessica, and we'll list them at the end of this podcast. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this information today. Empire State of Rights closed captioned has been brought to you by Disability Rights New York, your source for disability rights and advocacy. If you enjoyed our program, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this post. If there is a subject you would like us to discuss, please email podcast at drny.org or comment below. Tune in next Wednesday, where we'll bring you more information on disability rights in the state of New York. The closed captioned version of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel. To listen to more Empire State of Rights closed captioned, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.